Learn how to build your faith on God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Celebrate our King. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, quickly take your seat. Because of time, we'll have to move quickly. Um, even though I say shit, that doesn't mean you should just cut the sound like that. Who was playing that keyboard? Your mind still there, Anambra. Where you go? Go, marry. This girl knew something I didn't know. <laughs> you know, women, women are wonderful. But let's, uh, <laughs> let me know. I'm wasting the time. I don't want to waste. Okay, so um, we had baptism uh, on Good Friday. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's see some of what happened. And you're welcome to the baptism day at Davis Christian Center, Lagos. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, so, just in case you don't know, um, biblical baptism, you're supposed to be immersed in water because there's a significance, okay? Religion is when you're doing something without knowing why or what you're doing. That's what the definition of religion. You're just doing it because somebody said, or oh, this is how we've been doing it. When you have understanding, then it becomes life. It's not just religion. Religion is when you're doing something, you don't even know what you're doing. Alright? So, real baptism is when you are immersed in water, and there's a significance. The point is that you are being buried just like Christ, and you are rising up a new person just like Christ. So that's the point. So you, you can't sprinkle that on you. It doesn't work. It's not the same concept. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. They cannot. So, that, so in case you were sprinkled when you were a baby, that's not it. Another thing about baptism is that it's something you do after you have become born again. So a baby doesn't even know his left from his right. So... Okay, so you must first repent of your sins, know that you are a sinner, become saved, become born again, then you are baptized. That's the principle. All right, you are saved, then you are baptized. 
and it must be immersion, put totally in water, buried, and resurrect. Hallelujah. It's a public show that you, are, you, you, you identify with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Praise God. But how many are excited about Easter Sunday? <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. This is the most special day in the world. You need to understand this. It's the most special day in the world. I'm telling you, such a special day. Such a special day. This is the, today is the reason why we do everything we do. Somebody get what I'm saying? Today is the reason why we have the Bible. Today is the reason why we have church. Today is the reason why we are here. It's a big deal, guys. And this whole month, we want to focus on the importance of evangelism. Ah, man. Let me start from the beginning. First, as human beings, did we come from evolution or did we come by creation? Yeah, you think so, but there are many people that actually, you know, don't think so. They think we came by evolution. That means we were once one small cell or something and we became another thing and we became rabbits, then became monkey. Then. There's even no scientific proof of evolution. It's just somebody's thoughts. There's even no scientific proof that anything has ever evolved from something else. That one day a, 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 a pigeon after chance just became an eagle. There's no, there's no scientific proof for that. That it has ever happened. That a rat after many years became a rabbit. It has never happened. All rats remain rats, all rabbits remain rabbits, all pigeons remain pigeons, all eagles remain eagles. There's no scientific proof. Last, even if you want to follow science, there's no scientific proof that any, any evolution has ever happened. And even if it happened in the past, it's, it's, it has never happened again. But it didn't happen in the past anyway. There's no trace of any monkey ever becoming a human being. Everybody, hey, 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 my guy, my guy, my guy. Hey, 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 hey. He just begin to talk like, no, it has never, it has never happened. <laughs> it has never happened. Hallelujah. Okay. So if we think we came by creation, because the real reason why people were running to evolution was they were afraid of agreeing that we came by creation. Because the moment you agree that there was a creator, then you will have to line up with the character and the intent of that creator. Because that's a big problem. Because it's easier to say we came from nothing and we owe nobody an explanation and we are ending in nothing. That's easier. Because you need to know where the mindset of evolution came from. It's because of rebellion. We don't want to be accountable to anybody. So if we say we came from monkey, you can't blame me anyhow I live because I'm not going, ah, my life ends after after here, there's no other life. And really, if after here, there's no other life, then there's no reason to even believe. You can do anything you like. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. So that's why they were trying to go that way. Because the alternative to saying there's no evolution is to agree there's a creation. I and mean, that we were created. And to agree to that means that there's a creator. That means there's somebody that set all this up. And if somebody set this up, then we are accountable to that person. That means he has an intent because nothing was ever created without a purpose. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Everything that was ever made was made with a purpose in mind. The maker had a purpose for the makee. You know how we do in church. <laughs> Give me water. Uh-huh. If you're not a member of the church, don't worry. Don't use this thing outside. Though. All this thing, we use this here. The maker and the what? Makee. <laughs> the one use English confuse us. We go wound them. <laughs> so what is the point? If the maker had a vision in mind, then if you don't line up with that vision, then there are consequences, you see. So this is what they are running from. So, at least for most of us here, I think we, we can now focus on the fact that there's, a, we are, there's creation, and that means there's a creator. And what is the character of this creator? 
He's a pure and just God. He's a pure and just God. He's holy. He's holy. He's not erratic, as many people try to paint him. Many people try to paint God. We don't know what he's going to do next. We don't know what his mind is. We don't even know. God walks in mysterious ways. We, we have that ideology of him, but instead, he's quite set in his ways. He's quite simple and plain. His character is very stable. He's clear that he's a holy God and he wants mankind to live in a certain way. So, you know the story? He created Adam, told Adam that, look, do the things right. If you eat this fruit, you will die. He wasn't saying that because if you eat the fruit, I will kill you. No, he said if you eat the fruit, you will die. What was he trying to say? He's trying to say, look, if you live below my best for you, it will kill you. Not that I will kill you, it will kill you. All this, is, all this foundation is important. Even when Adam sinned, you remember the story, I shared this on Wednesdays ago, even when Adam sinned and covered himself with leaves, God did not leave him like that. God killed animals for him and covered him with animal skin. So God has been covering man, not exposing man. You see, hallelujah. It's very important. Because many people find it hard to understand the character of God. You see, if, if we agree as a creator, we need to know his character. If we don't know his character, then we're in trouble because we don't know whether we're doing the right thing or not. We don't know what his, his intention towards us is. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's like when you do something bad or you do something and your father is coming and he's frowning. You don't know whether he's in support or he's not in support. We need to know his character. The first time man ever sinned, God did not punish him. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. God did not what? Because there's a big argument, and God will help me with time today. There's a big argument that why is God sending people to hell? That why is God sending people to hell? God is not sending people to hell. God has never tried to punish man. Anything in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3 represents God's perfect plan. So when Adam sinned, God actually covered him. God made the first sacrifice for man. He killed animals, shed their blood, and used the skin to cover Adam. So moving on. But however, that covering was only temporal. It couldn't cover man because man was still dying. So God came up, came up with a grand plan because outside of this plan to save man, we would all have to pay eventually for our sins. The sin of the world, of all of us, had to be paid for. And it was too expensive. That's how we came about at all costs. It was too expensive for any of us to pay. We were all owing. You were owing the inherited one and the one you took borrowed when you came. You inherited from Adam and you added your own when you landed. So you were owing seriously. And the only wages... For sin is what? Death. So it's too expensive. Who can pay it? Nobody can pay it. Paying it means you are eternally, death there means eternally separated from God. Death there didn't mean to pie. Death there didn't mean to stop breathing. <laughs> if it was to stop breathing, that one a small thing. The real challenge is that death in that scripture means eternal separation from God. And you need to understand, guys, this is why you must evangelize. Anybody eternally, eternally means forever and ever and ever and ever. There is no um, 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 parole. You know parole? After, after you're in prison, why would you? Before the time. Mm -mm. 
you are going to be eternally separated from God forever. Somebody said, but well, what's, what's so, well, how is that so bad? Whew. What makes hellfire bad is not because it's hot. What makes hellfire bad is because God is not there. In fact, they described it as a bottomless pit. They described it as somewhere being dark. In fact, the way somebody painted it is like, he said, how many of you know when you are falling from somewhere, you know how you feel? They say you are going to be constantly falling like that. It's a bottomless pit. Then it's dark. You can't see nothing. Then, of course, there's fire and brimstone. Is terror for the rest of your life. When you understand this, you understand the urgency in preaching the gospel. That is the life every human is destined for without salvation. And we couldn't pay. We were all bankrupt. We couldn't pay because we all were in debt. We were all owing. We all had sin. So God quickly developed a grand plan. Bring his son Jesus to die for us. And in dying for us, he paid that price for us so that we can forever have the opportunity of being with God forever. Not just in this life, but in the life to come. However, that life to come, you determine it by accepting Christ in this life. Is somebody getting this? Okay. So let's move to the next argument or the next discussion. Is Jesus the only way? Since we agreed as a creator and he created us with intent, great. Is Jesus the only way? Why is there not many ways? And there are many born-again Christians that still don't know. This is why you don't preach because you still think that there are many ways that lead to the market. Not this market. give you clear signs why Jesus is the only way. And I'm not saying this to be discriminatory towards other people's religion. I appreciate, I respect other people's religion. <laughs> I even saw a video. I thought I was going to show you today, but I, I just changed my mind last minute. I saw a video of some people that were worshipping a cow. I don't know if some of you saw that video. The cow was actually laying hands on them. Ah, the video, I, I just didn't want to, I just didn't feel it was right to show it. But a cow, cow, with many things on it, and people were coming and lying down. And this cow was actually laying hands on them, and they were, shh, they were a cow, aka Suya, <laughs> aka Suya. <laughs> so I, I understand people have different religion. I understand that. However. I can't still deny the facts. So what are the facts that make me say Jesus is the only way? Apart from the fact that the Bible said it, what are the facts? Number one, and we've done this before, but it's important we establish, this is why we are here. Number one, Jesus is the only person that throughout life, there were prophecies about his coming. People that never met each other. Nothing like that has ever happened before. People that have never met each other all had similar prophecies about his coming. Jeremiah, Isaiah, all these people never met each other. Moses, Abraham. They didn't meet each other. Abraham was about about 400 or 500 years before Moses. They didn't meet. They all had similar prophecies about this same person called Jesus. Generations after generation. They couldn't have met and planned it. That's one. Number two, part of their prophecies was that it's going to be born by immaculate conception. It has never happened. Nobody has ever claimed that. That they had a child without sperm and egg meeting together. 
Never happened. They claim <laughs> that Jesus was born directly by God. Not, now, somebody said, but we don't even know if that's true, but nobody has ever claimed it. No other person can claim it. Because if you claim it, it's even your cousin or sister that will say it's a lie. Your boyfriend will come out and say it's a lie after a while. Nobody has ever claimed that they were born by immaculate conception. Nobody has ever claimed that in history. That is verifiable. That's on that step. Next step. Jesus lived here on the earth and also claimed that he was without sin. Nobody has claimed that. Nobody else has claimed that they lived on the earth without one mistake. That is a big claim. You even have to be in a certain way of thinking to claim it, even if it's not true. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Because people will just come out from the woodwork and say, bros, na lie. Me and you smoked yesterday. <laughs> he said he was tempted at all points, yet without sin. Amazing. He was tempted at all points, yet without what? Sin. No other person has claimed this. Let's move forward. No other person has prophesied that he would die and how he would die. And interestingly, they, they had prophesied through how he would die years before he came. But he too came and prophesied how he was going to die, how he was going to be betrayed. No other person has said that, that I'm going to die in so and so way, by so and so time. Willingly, not that they accidentally kill him, not that he died of sickness. He willingly submitted himself to die. Then the last one, which is where I'm going all along, and which is what Easter means. He also said that he was going to resurrect. Mm. And this is where the whole Christianity is based on. This is why I'm telling you. This is what I'm telling you. Christianity is not based on the Bible. Even though the Bible is the basis for you know, a lot of what we do, but it doesn't just start from the Bible. Because if we argue just on the basis of the Bible, everybody will bring out their own holy book. They will bring out Quran for you. I don't know what book Buddhists use. Everybody will bring out a book to say, oh, our own book too says, but where we win the argument is that our own is not just about the book. Our own is about the events that happened. And if you have a similar event, I tell you, go and follow that religion. If, if there's any religion that has a similar event, because the whole, this whole drama, this whole Easter, this whole thing we're going to read very soon, is all about paying for sin. If you have any religion that promises you that they can forgive your sins, please let me know. And they should tell me how they plan to forgive it. Because you are owing, you know, as long as you're on the earth, you are owing. And the wages of sin is death. You are going to pay. Hmm. I say you are going to pay. If you are here and you are not born again, you are owing. You, know. you are owing that creator. Remember that's what I said? There's a creator. There's, there's somebody you are going to report back to. You are not an animal. You won't die and just disappear. You are going to go back to your creator and answer to him. If you better, better be saving. Because you will pay. <laughs> you will need to pay. You will need to give account of your life. And the only, see, and this God is so holy, even if it's called 99%, it still fail. Not because he's wicked, it's because he's holy. He cannot touch sin. Do you understand? He can't touch sin. So I said, but, uh, why is it this wicked? Okay, you that are not wicked. If I bring cake, I tell you that there's small pool 
that inside this cake, 100% cake, but there's 1% shit. Inside this cake. Will you eat it? You see how disgusting it is to you? Even though there's 99% real cake. But then there's no red velvet. What cake is good? 99% um, give me one bad cake. Carrot cake or banana cake. 99% banana carrot cake. Velvet cake. Chocolate. But 1% shit. How would you like to eat that cake? You see how the fact, this is how holy God is. You see, if he was not that holy, he wouldn't be worthy of our worship. You need to understand. So, he's punishing sin. It's not that he's wicked. He's just holy. He cannot encourage or entertain. He can't relate with sin. He can't just touch it. His eyes are too holy to behold iniquity. His hands are too pure to touch iniquity. So even if you are 99%, that's why morality, being moral doesn't save you. You might be a good person, but if you are not saved, when you still stand before him, you can score 98%, but you will still go to hell. Because God can't stand that 2%. Is somebody getting this? So this whole drama is God putting Christ that also has 100% obedience to take your place. When he took your place, that are now, you are now in him. Somebody gets in this. You are now what? In him. He has like taken your place and you are now joined with him. So from that day, God doesn't see you as a maker. He doesn't see you as John, as Lizzie, or whatever your name is. No, he sees you as Christ, which God 100%. And you see, that Christ had to go and pay. No other person could pay. This is why I don't understand why Christians judge other Christians. It doesn't make sense. If you understand all of us, our blood was not good. If it was good, you would have been the one that would choose to die. Your blood too was stained. They had to bring somebody that was not born of a natural human. Because if he was born of a natural human, he would have natural blood. If he had natural blood, that blood has sin. So he had to come immaculately. The woman just only provided the accommodation. The seed was directly from God. Somebody gets in this. So he had to go and die. He actually paid the price. They beat him here on the earth. He suffered shame here. Then he went to hell. He died and went to hell. He did the full payment. He actually separated from his father. He went through the full motions that people that are not born again are still going to go through. Because they, what they are, when you don't give a life, what you are saying is that you, you are opting to pay for yourself. That's what you are saying. That I will pay for myself. The payment is only one. Eternal separation from God. That's what you're saying. That's why when Jesus was dying, he said, Father, he said, my God, my God. And they said that's one of the very few times he called God, God. Other times he always called God, Father. But that time, because there was a strain in their relationship, he said, my God, my God. He said, why hast thou forsaken me? But that is what it means to go to hell. You are eternally separated from God. He was no longer his father. It was just his God. That's why just saying, oh, there's one God, doesn't get you saved. Everybody knows there's God. They say even demons know there's God. Is somebody getting this? And he, he paid the full price. So, Jesus came, and I said, this is the real story. And this is what makes Christianity different. Because there's a price, there's a God, there's a price to pay for disobeying that God, and Jesus has paid that price. If any other person is telling you there's a way to God, please, they should tell you the plan, their payment plan. Ask them, so what is the payment plan here? So if you do 
good things, enough good things to cover out the bad things you have done, you will be saved. That sounds good. The only challenge with this is that sin is a spiritual thing. You can't physically pay for it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Said if you do certain things, walk around one place, jump three times, bath 13 times. That would have been nice. <laughs> but sin is a spiritual thing. Those physical acts alone can pay. What makes this different is that Jesus actually died. And the death is not the big deal. He died. Hmm. Hope you know that globally, the only thing mankind has not settled is the issue of death. That's the only thing scientists have not solved. I hope you know that they have started making meat that, you don't have, that doesn't come from real chicken and goats. Hope you know. Uh, it's online now. Google these things. Those of you that are Instagram, uh, there are many pages showing it. So they, they take a small piece of meat or something, put some cells in it, keep it somewhere. After some days, it grows and is meat. Ah, Google it. They have it in Singapore now. They've approved, government of Singapore have approved it now. So in restaurants in Singapore, they are eating chicken that is not from chicken. <laughs> Madness. I never chop real chicken finish. Now they manufacture chicken from factory. And, you know, I know human beings are just saying, oh, this one, this means you don't need to have a poultry, you don't need to have the overhead cost, all these things, this thing can manufacture. You know, they always come with the reasons. The only thing, human beings have flown to the moon. Moon, please, where is the address? There are some things I will never even join to do. So if we fly to the moon... And we they start the machine to come back, you know, start. What will happen? Mufu, Mufu, Physique, I want, I want, Please. <laughs> Let me stay here that I know what's going on. Abi, haven't you woken up one day want to go to work garden start? Did the car warn you before the time that I'm not going to start tomorrow? Go to the moon. Apart from moon now, there are people who are already selling tickets for people going to space. They are selling the ticket. Now, people going to space. <laughs> okay. Go and, be, go and tell us how it's going. There are some things I will never do. I will just read it. Space call. <laughs> We are still managing our Arik flight from Lagos to Abuja. You are saying, eh? <laughs> we see the manager now. They manage our Arik flight with a shake. You say, space. Please leave me here. <laughs> Lagos to VIA is already taking us eight hours. You are saying, eh? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. <laughs> so human beings have conquered every other thing. The only thing they have no answer to is death. They've not been able to stop people from dying and they've not been able to bring people back after they die. They have no answer. I know it's cracking their brain, but they have no answer. Only one person in this whole world has... He didn't, see, he didn't just die and say, I will come back one day. Mm-mm. The specifics are too much. He said, on the, on the third day, So this shows it wasn't an accident. On the third day, I will rise again. And you need to understand, what that means is that he conquered death. The only thing that mankind can conquer, Jesus, he he slapped death on the face. He said, shut up. You can't kill any of my people anymore. Slap death on the face. Say from today, if you see my children run. So that's why from that day, if you as a believer die on this earth, 
you are not you are still not really dead. You just relocated. Oh, somebody didn't hear what I said. Do you cry when your cousin is relocating to Canada? You are even happy for him, Abby? That's how death is for a Christian. When a Christian dies from this world, we are even happy because he's going to leave the traffic, fuel increase, leave Buari, leave other people here that are causing trouble and go to a place where there's peace. It's relocation. We only cry because we miss them here, but they're actually going to a better place if they are born-again Christians. So, the, what makes Christianity special? What makes it the only way to God? It's not because it's just a Bible story. We're really events. It's because he died and rose again and he promised us that you too, when you die, you will rise again. Hmm. No other person has promised that. So the challenge with following these other people, the challenge with following other religion, is that they too have not conquered death. They too, what they are promising you, they have not experienced. Ay, 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 ay. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The reason we are following Jesus is because Jesus died and rose up and said, you too, when you follow me. You see, you can't follow somebody that doesn't know road. Somebody that doesn't have, that has not experienced something can't promise it to you. If somebody gets what I'm saying. You have not experienced something and you want to promise. No, you cannot. What makes Jesus special is because he has died and risen up and he's saying you too, you will die and rise up. That's example. If another person can guarantee me that he, that he, if I die, I'll rise and he does it by example, he dies. <laughs> and give us data. And we go and wait there. The date he said he will rise. And we'll read the scripture and I'll close from here. Matthew 28. If any other person can give us dates, that they will die and dates they will rise, please go and follow that religion. But if nobody there has ever died and risen up, then it's a risk to follow somebody that has not experienced what is promising you. That's why I don't understand how in traffic somebody selling a book, 30 ways to be a millionaire. And he's selling the book in traffic. Claire. <laughs> and there's nothing going on there. Somebody get what I'm saying. But if a multi-billionaire tells you there are five ways to be a millionaire, you better listen because most likely has something to say. Somebody getting what I'm saying. Matthew 28 from verse 1. The story started all the way from chapter 27, but because of time, I'm going to go straight to 28. So in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. They came to the tomb where Jesus was. Next verse. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and did what? Now, this stone was not humanly possible for a one human being to move the stone, so clearly an angel. Next verse. It says, his countenance was like lightning, and his raiment was what? White as snow. Next verse. He said, and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. He said, and the angel answered and said unto the women, fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He said, he is not here. Hallelujah. Hey. Most other religions have an affinity to graves. We're the only one that don't go to any grave. There's no grave to go to. He's not there. <laughs> he's not there. Hallelujah. They say he's not here. For he is what? Risen. Hallelujah. You don't understand. Death is what terrorizes everybody. Most atheists on their dying bed, they pray. Because you don't know what's going to happen on the other side. No matter the English you are speaking, when reality sets in, you go humble. That's why it doesn't make sense for anybody not to get born again. No matter how bold you are, when the chips are down, and you are going to meet your maker. Remember, evolution, creation. You are going to meet your maker. (laughs) 
You're going to meet your maker. You better have a good story to say. You can't pay. You are too broke to pay. No amount of naira or dollars. Even if you have 10 billion dollars, you can't pay. Eternal separation from God. That means you'll be in the hand of Satan forever. <laughs> he is not here. For he is what? Reason. As he said. That's the key. Exactly as he not, there's nothing like this, guys. Nothing like this anywhere else in the world. As he said. Not that he was going, they shot him, he died. Mm-mm. As he said. Ay, 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 ay. He said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Next verse. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. Next verse. He said, and they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. He said, and as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus' words met them, saying, all hail. That means I hail you now, my people. And they came and held him by the feet and what? Worshipped him. Next verse. Then Jesus said unto them, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren. Brethren means go tell my brothers. That's another thing. Christianity is the only place where the humans are elevated to God's status. Every other place, the humans are put down and God is put up. But here, Jesus by dying says, you are now my brethren. He says, you are my equals. No other person does that. You know why he had to do that? The first thing man lost when man sinned was his self-esteem. That's the first thing man lost. So one of the first things God was restoring is man's self-esteem. Say, from now, you are like me. Because in the original plan, he said, that, let's make man in our image. He, his God is always trying to bring us to his level. Hmm. Go and tell my brothers that they go into Galilee and there shall they see me. Next verse. He said, now, when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all things that they were done. Next verse. And when they were assembled with the elders, at taking counsel, they gave large money unto soldiers, you know, saying, say, say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. Next verse. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews even till this day. It says, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed, moved as fast as he can. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but somewhat. That's Thomas Gank. He said, and Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go ahead. He says, go ye what? Therefore. And do what? Teach all nations. Doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See where baptism starts. Next verse. It says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. End of time. Okay. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand for that. In closing, in closing, someone might say, but how do we just believe it because it's written? No. All these things were real events. Pontius Pilate is the real person. All this is in the history. Somebody get what I'm saying? Who knows the first president of the United States? First president of the United States. Does anybody know? Eh? George, is it George Washington? Are you sure? Those of you that want to be American citizens, you ought to know this, so they'll ask you. Are you sure George Washington? Were you there when he was president? Why do you say he was president? Because it was written. They were, George Washington was a real person. I never saw him. I never saw Moitala Mohammed. I never saw Aziki. Who was our own first president in Nigeria? Eh? I don't know who. Azikiwe. How many of you here saw Azikiwe? Why do you think he was the first president? Because those things were documented and they were real people. That's the same way this is. Pontius Pilate is a real person. All these people at that time were real people. 
If it was fake, you can't deceive the whole country. And those of you know the story. Jesus didn't only appear here. They say he was walking around for about 40 days. Do you understand? He was, people were seeing him. People that knew him were seeing him for about 40 days. So it wasn't like, it's not partial contact. That is, he shows more. Mm. He was walking about for 40 days. DJ, bring that up so that somebody will see it. And people were seeing his baba saw him. The woman selling food at the junction saw him. Where he normally rents boats, they saw him. He was going about, was a real person. So it's not because the Bible says so. It's because the things happened that the Bible reported it. It's not because of the Bible that it happened. Somebody gets what I'm saying. They are real events. If there's any other person that you know that said he was going to die and resurrect, and he died and resurrected, follow that person. But so far, there's no other person except Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you're not born again, I would like to pray with you. You can't miss a day like this. Can we bow our heads, everybody? You can't miss a day like this. Because your eternity is not sure. You can't pay for your sins, trust me. No amount of dollars, no amount of pounds, no amount of euros can pay for your sins. If you are here and you can't say categorically, if I die, I'll be glad and bold to meet my maker. 99% morality can't save you. It's Jesus that saves. That's why it's not our works that save us. It's our faith in the finished work of Jesus that saves us. Can I have the privilege and the honor today, as all heads be bowed, can I have the privilege and the honor of leading you to this Savior, leading you to this Jesus, so that your eternity with God is secure. If you are here under the sound of my voice, and you know you are not born again, you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, please raise up your hand above your head. Quickly, I just have two minutes to pray with you. Raise your hand above your head, wherever you are. Raise your hand above your head, wherever you are, wherever you are. Raise your hand above your head. Today is the best day in the world to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Raise the hand well, raise it well above your head. You are making a very wise decision today. The person you are following died and woke up. (laughs) I'm telling you. When people die, they don't know what happens. But we know what will happen. Because the person that we are following died and rose up, we too will rise up on the other side. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. You don't want to risk going to hell. The risk is too much. And the beautiful thing is that salvation is not going to cost you anything other than accepting the offer, just as I'm giving it. If your hand is raised up, please stand. If your hand is raised up, please stand, stand, stand quickly. Quickly stand, 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 stand. Stand wherever you are. Stand, stand, stand. Quickly, quickly. Stand. Upstairs, downstairs, stand. If you're standing, carry your Bible, carry your bag. Please come. Let's pray together. Come here in the front. Come to the altar. Let's pray. Come. Come, let's pray. Come, come, come. Come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. He has promised that you will rise again the same way he rose again. Come, come, come. Come on, let's keep clapping as they come. From upstairs, from downstairs. Just come and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. Come and accept him into your life today. Thank you, Jesus. Keep coming if you're coming from anywhere. Keep coming. Does anybody keep coming? Keep coming. Let's give them one minute. Come, come, come. Come, let's pray together. (laughs) you need to understand please join them on that side you need to understand why people fear death death is one of those things that can come on you without notice many people don't know when they will die many people left their houses in the morning and didn't come back at night some even slept at night and didn't wake up in the morning death doesn't give you warning that's why you can't postpone this decision. You can't say, eh, I'll do it next week. <laughs> you might not have next week. You might not have next week. Those of you here in front, 
Put your hand on your chest for me. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. You are now born again. Please look at this lady. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at lady by your right. Look at lady by your right. Look at lady by your right. I want you to follow her. Just follow her. She's going to talk to you. Just follow this lady. Come on, church. I thought we will keep clapping. Come on. Let's celebrate the king. Hallelujah. Praise God. Throughout this month, we'll be focusing on evangelism. People need to hear this urgent message. If somebody's house was burning, would you wait till it's convenient to tell them to come out? Would you wait till it's convenient? Will you be saying, I don't know how to say it? You will say it anyhow. Because the house is burning. Trust me, this earth is burning. We need to tell. It's an urgent thing to tell people. Most times we are so focused on other things. Next week I'm going to show you a video of my elder brother that is in the army that prayed for me to get saved. You don't want to miss next Sunday. And if I throw out this month, we're going to talk about evangelism and I'm sure everybody's participating. If you don't know how to win souls, there are squads for you to join to participate. So you learn from other people. I learned too like that. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for sending your son to die for us. Thank you because we are saved. Thank you because we will also share this message. Thank you because we receive that boldness to tell everybody around us that Jesus is risen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center Home of Victorious People